Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You've tuned in to the 49ers Rush podcast, and here is your host, John Chapman. Welcome to another episode of the 49ers Rush podcast podcast we are going to be breaking down another position group for the nfl draft cornerbacks which man this is a fun corner class you're going to be able to get a lot a lot of talent late but what we're going to focus on today is my top tier i have three corners in the top tier and we are going to go in depth on those guys so whether you're a 49ers fan or somebody else god forbid uh, there's going to be something for you in this podcast. Now, uh, again, the way I do my rankings is I do tiered rankings. So uh, you, I rank every single position, you know, one, two, three, four, all that, so on, so so forth. But I combine the players and tiers that I value value them at. And once I finish my tiers, then I go back and construct my big board where I put, you know, everybody in the first round grade, second round grade, third round grade, all the way through seven. Um, I'm up to about 160 players. I'm going to keep going. Um, but I wanted to take time out and just focus on three guys, these elite tier guys uh, today. So what we're going to do for every prospect I'm going to go through some stats and some coaching notes and scouting notes that I saw on these guys. Player comparisons, draft position. Then we're going to run them through the gauntlet that I go through for each position. So I have about 10 different criteria that I judge for cornerbacks. And I'll start off with the most important. Uh, No separation. Number two, fluid hips. Feet stay in frame. Ball skills, closing speed, support in the run game, tap-in speed, anticipation, scheme versatility, and confidence. Uh, so each one I, I grade on a 1 to 10 scale. So the, the corner that I want to start off with today, my number one overall corner in this draft, and it's it's close. The top two guys are pretty close. That's Byron Murphy, uh, cornerback out of Washington, and he's not your biggest corner, 5'10", 190. Um, he came out and ran a 4.55 shuttle, which was good for him. Um, you know, there, there's different types of corners that win with speed or athleticism or technique. Byron Murphy is a technique corner. You know, at, once I finish my evaluation, I try to find one or two phrases or words to kind of encapsulate what, what makes this player special. And with Byron Murphy, it didn't take long at all. Just smooth with an exclamation point. He is so smooth. Um, you know, he, he just he just treads so soft and glides around the field and is always where he needs to be. And if you continue listening to the 49ers Rush podcast when we break down safeties, I have <laughs> I really do think that one of the best coaches at the NCAA level is Peterson with Washington. All of his players can come out fundamentally sound and technique heavy. Um, he has a type. He doesn't get all the top tier Uh, prospects but what he does do is he gets guys he can coach and he coaches as well as anybody especially in the secondary I think you got Saban and you got what they do at Washington just the amount of talent and polished people in the secondary they put out over the last three years since 
You know, they've moved over there. Peterson from Boise State is just incredible. So Byron Murphy is unreal. Um, let's go through just some of his stats. He held opponents to a 51% catch rate, which is pretty good. Um, he was targeted 84 times and gave up 43 receptions in the past two years as a starter. Uh, he's got his hands on 20 uh, pass deflections and six interceptions. One of those was referred, returned for a touchdown and a passer rating allowed of 54.1, which is unreal. So, it, you know, whenever you're just, you, you kind of step back and you look at the whole forest of production that this kid was able to put out, he has been beyond consistent. And he wasn't really targeted very much at all. And in the run game, solid. Again, uh, this guy does not miss tackles. He had 59 tackles and only four missed tackles. And again, you got to think about cornerbacks. Um, they are guys that tackle in space one-on-one -on -one a lot of times. So four missed tackles for a corner out there is huge. And, you know, uh, spoiler alert, I'll jump forward and tell you the other two guys we're talking about today, Greedy Williams and Rocky Sin, who are incredible. But Greedy Williams, you know, he had 10 missed tackles in the exact same time as Byron Murphy. Um, so that just kind of puts it into perspective for you. Um, seems to prefer the bell technique going back to Byron Murphy, um, which is where... It looks like you're lining up, you are in press coverage, but you're not jamming. You're not getting your hands on them. So at the snap of the ball, you are bailing out, whether that's through a shuffle if you're the boundary corner um, or, you know, your backpedal. You're just trying to get space and you're kind of, he, his favorite thing is he plays through the wide receiver's hands as anyone and that's what he does. He wants to be really, really close and then as soon as the ball is, you know, in play, that's where he jumps. He, he springs forward and his technique you know you don't see a lot of pass interference calls against him but he plays through the hands amazingly well so even though the wide receiver might get both hands on the ball he's going to bring his arm through and pull down and it's it's almost you could tell it's so coached and programmed into this kid's hand head because he does it relentlessly and repetitively so every single time he's going to do what's right um, very very smooth as i said before he's always under control and probably his best asset which is the this is the third main criteria I have for corners. His feet never get outside of his frame, and what I mean by that is if he's backpedaling, if he's you know flipping his hips, whatever, he doesn't have to step outside and plant. Instead, he just is constantly in motion and his feet are in control because once a corner's feet get out of their frame, they have to take one or two more steps out of their frame the opposing way to get back in control. Um, and so because of this, he gives up no separation and he just glides. He's able to st keep his body weight on top of his feet, which is ideal and just very, very special. Now, he can bump and run. You see it sometimes, but it's not his best trait. Um and if you're a zone coverage scheme, he's elite in passing off zone routes and jumping the other route that's coming into his territory. So if you're wanting to run a man, uh, cover three, zone scheme, doesn't matter. This guy fits it all. The only knock is going to be his height and speed, but his play, his production, everything else is just unreal. You know, he really wasn't targeted most by most teams. So his volume is a little bit lower, but... 
that's just a testament to how great he is. Whenever you watch the game film, it's very clear and very obvious that each team basically goes in with the mindset, we don't target this guy unless there's just something wide open, which doesn't happen very much. And when they forced it, he made them pay. Six interceptions in two years off of, you know, 43 <laughs> receptions. So he, he's he's getting a lot of a lot of INTs and turnovers off of very minimal target usage. Now, his field and route awareness is level 10. He is unreal, and we talked about how he doesn't miss tackles. So let's talk about Byron Murphy's comp. And some people are going to give me flack for this, but it's what I saw on film. He is a slower version, again, slower. I understand he's not as fast as Dante Jackson, but just as effective. You know, Dante Jackson last year was just unreal for Carolina. He came out of LSU and just, he was a speedster, but the film matches with how calm he seems to be and is just always draped over the wide receiver. So I have a first round grade on him. And in my latest mock draft, which you can see at eatsleepfantasy.com, just go there, click on mock drafts, hit my name, John Chapman. It's a two round mock draft after all of the free agent craziness. Um, I got him going pretty early. I had him going number eight overall to Detroit. Um, now, that's a little early for, you know, I'm trying to play around with these mocks and figure out where these guys go. But Byron Murphy is a guy that's going to be on every single team's big board, and it's not going to be close. So let's run them through the gauntlet. Let's see um, what all the grades were. So this is, again, for Byron Murphy. No separation. He gets an 8 out of 10. Fluid hips, 10. Unreal. Feet stay in frame, 10. Could not be any better. Ball skills, 8. You know, it, it's it's he's got good production, but it's not elite. Close in speed, 8. Support in the run, 8. Top end speed, 7 with that 4.55. Five, five. Anticipations, 9. Scheme versatility, um, I've got him at a, a 7. And then confidence is an 8. And the only reason why I have him at scheme versatility, 7, is just that height. I really wish if he was a little bit longer, I think we could get a little bit more out of him. Teams that run a cover 3 like the 49ers, might be have that attitude, man, he's not the prototypical height size that we want, but man, the film matches. So that's Byron Murphy. Let's move on to the second one, and this is Greedy Williams, and his film is is fun <laughs> for for several reasons. Um, you know, six foot one, one eighty five. He came out and ran a four three seven, which is just it's unreal. And a lot of people came out and said, oh, Greedy Williams is the big winner of the combine. No, he wasn't. Um, if you watch the on-the-field drills, he was awful. Um, his footwork is, it needs a lot, a lot, a lot of work. So he's got terrible feet and terrible footwork, and he doesn't like contact. But his height and speed uh, make up for a lot of those deficiencies. So the two things that stand out for him, speed and length, He's got them in spades. Um, I mean, just unreal. So, again, if, if you are one of those teams that values speed and length, this is going to be your guy. I do think at the end of the day, Greedy Williams will be the first corner taken just because his traits of being 6'1 and a 4'3'7 corner, those are hard to match. So it, a lot of people are going to have him number one on their board. Me personally, I have Byron, but I, I would have no problem if you took Greedy. So let's look at his uh, just stats a little bit. Before we jump into his, his tape, I know I got a little too excited there. Um, he was targeted 130 times and only allowed 24 receptions. That's a 39% catch rate, which again, in the SEC, is unreal. 
19 passes defensed, 8 interceptions, um, allowed a 42% passer rating against in two years. Just all of those numbers are going to be top-notch. You're not going to find anybody in this draft with better production in the SEC or really anywhere in the country. Uh, 55 tackles, 10 missed ta- uh, 55 tackles, 10 missed tackles. That's a little concerning, and it shows on film. He does not like getting dirty. Um he doesn't like to hit, and it's he's a smaller guy, and it's just not his game. So if you're one of those teams that pride yourself on physical corner play, you're going to knock down Greedy Williams. It's, it's just what it is. He does not like it. Um, several times you'll see him kind of pull up instead of helping out on a tackle. He'll run up to the pile and then just kind of like literally his body language like flinches, flinches away. Like, oh, if he comes out of this tackle, then maybe I'll help. But he doesn't want to be in there. Um, he is a mirror and match corner. And what I mean by that is, again, he's, he's up there, up in their face. And he's it's almost like bump and run, except he's just not making contact. It's not bell technique where at the snap of the ball, he's immediately firing off in that back pedal or shuffle. He is up in their grill, basically just face mask in the player's chest and just staying with him. Now, he will step out of his frame way too much. Uh, his feet get out of his frame, uh, and this is the thing for an elite corner. If you are going to put him on the number one player and just say follow this guy, kind of Patrick Peterson style, you're gonna he, he's gonna be good most of the time. But if you go against a complex route runner, watch out. And so, for example, um, he shut down DK Metcalf. So if you're like a big DK Metcalf and you love that guy, go watch the film, LSU versus Ole Miss. He completely shut him down. Now, DK made a couple, like three contested catches, I think, for 40 yards. But he completely shut him down. But DK Metcalf's not a good route runner. He's a side speed guy. Well, guess what? So is Greedy Williams. And the fact that he was able to just completely knock this guy out of the game whenever DK Metcalf was so healthy. And again, DK is probably going to go top 10. But the idea is this. If you put him one-on-one against Keenan Allen, I guarantee you Keenan Allen's going to have 10-plus catches because it's it's all about this matchup mentality. Uh, he fits a certain scheme, and he's going to be great against a lot of players in the NFL, and he's going to be able to shut them down. But if he goes against a technician like DeAndre Hopkins, oh my gosh, you're gonna you're gonna be very very upset. So um, you need to put him on Will Fuller, and he will shut Will Fuller down because he'll be able to run with him the fade. Nobody is going to run past um, Greedy Williams. It just will not happen. So anyway, that that's him. Now I will say this. Um, his bell technique is good and is, he gets his hands on the ball a lot, which is great. And even does some boundary cover to shuffle, but, but that's the thing. He is very susceptible versus the comeback stop routes, flag routes. Uh, these are the things that you got to be careful of. So my player comparison of him is Jimmy Smith but way less physical. So Jimmy Smith, the cornerback for the Ravens, uh, you know, coming out of Colorado, he had some issues. But, man, the the ceiling is there with this kid. He's just got to figure out, one, does he want to hit? Two, is he going to become a technician once he gets to the NFL? We haven't seen it yet in college. You know, two straight years of production, but he's relying 100% on talent and speed. So if he can transition that game, and these are two things you can coach, but it's projection because he hasn't done it yet. Uh, work on his footwork and hips, and then get in there and hit. He's going in the first round. I don't think there's a doubt about that. So let's look. Let's go through the the gauntlet real quick with him. Uh, no separations. Eight. 
It's right up there with Byron Murphy. Fluid hips, seven. Uh, hips, hips are good, and you can see the twisting and all that stuff, and it's very fluid. The problem is his feet staying in his frame. He gets a four out of ten. Ball skills, eight. Closing speed's a ten. He's unreal when the ball's in front of him. Um, support in the run game's a two. Top end speed, ten. Anticipation, seven. Scheme versatility, nine. Confidence level, nine. He's a talker. Um, he, he likes to, he, he likes to get up in the grill and he brings a lot of energy. So before we get to our last guy, Rakia Sin, I just want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Game Day Sports and Memorabilia. These guys are the absolute best. If you want any type of sports memorabilia, whatever your needs are, they got you covered. So head over to sports, Game Day Sports and Memorabilia, uh, jerseys, helmets all that stuff they're there let them know the 49ers rush podcast sent you and if you are ever question what you're getting they send authentication for every single item um and so you have zero worth uh zero worries about what you're getting so head over there game day sports and memorabilia now our third guy i want to talk about today is rakia sin out of temple what a badass name this guy uh he is fun um, five foot 11, 192 ran a 4.51 in the 40 yard dash and a 4.33 short, 4.31 short shuttle, which is okay. Not ideal. Um, you know, he's not a top end speed guy, but with Rocky sin, you get a happy in between a happy medium between Byron Murphy and between greedy Williams. Um, you know, he's faster and bigger than Byron and he's a l much more technical than greedy. So it, you kind of get this in-between guy, and whoever lands this guy is going to be very, very happy. The thing that stuck out to me, like glue. Um, he does not give up separation whatsoever. Um, he is always just stuck on the wide receiver. Now, playing at Tipple, he did get to play against some top-end competition, but not consistently like the other two out of the Pac-12 or the SEC. So uh, let's look at his stats and kind of what he's given up. He was targeted 60 times uh, in his one year of starting. So, again, you're, you're looking at a one-year full-time starter. He gave up 32 receptions. So that's a 53% catch rate, not a big deal. 12 passes defense and two interceptions. You know, the pass defense is great. 12 in a year is elite. Um, a 62 passer rating against in his one year. And he only had three missed tackles and 40 missed tackles. So you've got a guy that is a textbook fundamental corner that will wrap up and not cost you he's not going to miss tackles um he, he he doesn't mind hitting he also very he plays that mirror match technique which usually is what you want whenever you have your instinctual corners that can kind of see what the route is going to be and study the tendencies of the wide receiver and so again with the mirror match guys these are the ones you want following your number one because they can just study okay this is julio jones not saying rocky sin can lock down julio jones i don't think anybody can but they just study one receiver all week and their tendencies, and you are able to anticipate what's going on there. Great hips, gives up very little separation. I think I wrote down no separation or little separation four times in this guy's evaluation just because play in and play out, I mean, he's just a blanket. He he is he's on he's in phase, is what it's called for a corner, where if you could reach down and touch their hip with your hand, you are in phase. So if they're further than an arm length, not even an arm length, like you have to be able to touch the hip to be in phase. He is constantly in phase. Um, Tim, teams look the other way because the kid's a blanket. Can play bell technique, but his mirror and match is so good it'd be a mistake. So I, I really do think that this is one of those guys that you just draft and you say, look, 
you follow the number one corner and you're just done. He works on his technique. Um, he just needs to do man coverage or a cover three scheme. If you put him in a Tampa two system, I would be very, very upset um, just because you're taking away his best trait. Now, very strong and explosive for a corner. I mean, the kid looks like a linebacker out there, the way he is built. Uh, 5'11", 192. Uh, and my player comp for him is a bulked-up Kendall Fuller. And Kendall Fuller is bulked up in and of himself. But this guy's body, I mean, he looks like a running back. Like, he is stout. And with the name like Rocky Sin, uh, <laughs> you can't be too surprised. Now, I do think that he will not go in the first round. I have a late first grade on him. But because the separation between him and the next guys, um, you know, in my initial tiered rankings, I have Byron Murphy, Greedy Williams, Rockison. But the more and more as I keep breaking down film on the next guys, I'm thinking I might create a third tier to where it's Byron Murphy, Greedy Williams, number one, Rockison's in his own tier, and then we're getting to guy like Trayvon Mullins and DeAndre Baker. So he's he's kind of in this in-between level. And just to give you perspective, the last mock draft that I did, I had Byron Murphy. You know, he went number eight. I had Greedy Williams going number five to Tampa Bay. They need a corner big time, one of the worst secondaries in the history of the NFL. Whereas I have Rocky Sin falling all the way out of the first round, going in the ninth pick in the second round to the Denver Broncos at pick 41. So that's just to give you perspective on how I see these players in their landing spots. Would I be surprised if Rocky Sin was the first corner taken? Absolutely not. There are going to be some teams that have him as the number one corner over the other two guys because the physicality is there, like what you get with Byron Murphy, but he's a little bit taller and a little bit faster than Byron. So depending on where your team fits on metrics – and having prototypical positional players that fit what you're wanting to do, I guarantee you there are going to be four to five teams that have Rakiusen as their number one quarter. I think the majority will have Greedy Williams, um, and then the second most will be Byron Murphy, but there's going to be some guys that say Rakiusen's our guy. Um, so let's go through the numbers. No separation for Rakiusen. He's got a nine. Uh, very close to a 10. Um, but I, I couldn't go there all the way. There were a few lapses, not necessarily in coverage, but where he gives up a little bit too much space on the initial kind of stemming of a wide receiver, but he always catches up. Fluid hips are eight, feet stay in frame eight, ball skills are a six, closing speed seven, support in the run games an eight, no issues there, top end speeds an eight, anticipation seven, scheme versatility eight, confidence is a seven. He's, he's not the energy talker that you get from uh greedy williams so again you kind of got to pick your poison with these three guys um greedy williams size and speed byron murphy smooth and clean rocky sin light glue uh, all three are elite corners and i think for the 49ers if any one of these guys are there in that second round you would be beyond happy um, i understand that we signed uh, jason verrett but as an injury risk you don't want to wait until you don't want to bank your future on him. Yes, I understand we have some young, inexperienced corners that we want to develop in Akilo Witherspoon or Tavarius Moore, you know, the guy that we drafted out of Southern Miss that was a safety that we moved to corner. Uh, he showed some flashes, but if you're wanting help, and I don't mind those guys as depth plays and younger players that or whatever but they haven't shown it yet so if you can get one of these guys that i have a first round grade on and that second pick number 36 
you got to jump forward with that. So, um, so stay tuned. We're going to have a lot more content coming out. We're going to transition over to safeties next. Man, this safety class is a lot, a lot of fun. And it's going to be very wide-ranging on how people value each one of these. So if you haven't already, go review the show, please, on iTunes. That helps us out the most. Just 49ers Rush Podcast. Hit subscribe. Leave us a decent review. That helps us more than anything. Really appreciate it, guys. And if you need anything, reach out to me on Twitter at JL underscore Chapman at JL underscore C-H-A-P-M-A-N. Thanks, guys. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.